0: God bless you and thank you for joining Kingdom Authority with your hosts, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris and Bishop Latrice Jester, broadcasting live via Blog Talk Radio. Our radio ministry is dedicated to helping each and every listener learn how to stand in the authority and power of God, live a victorious life in Christ Jesus, reign and rule as a son and daughter of the Most High God, and utilize your gifts for the glory of God and advance the Church of Christ Jesus. Now is your chance to get Kingdom Empowered, and we want to hear from you. So if you would like to speak directly with our host, call us at 646-668-2413. And let's join our hosts, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris and Bishop Latresa Jester on Kingdom Authority.
1: Good evening. Good evening. So happy to be here again This wonderful Sunday, um, October 29, 2017. It's Kingdom Authority time, y'all. I'm excited about tonight. We're still talking about marriages at last, and you know who I am. Your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. So glad to be here. My co-host is traveling on tonight, so we're excited about what God is doing in her life as well. I want to thank you for joining us again. You have been faithful. And you can you continue to be faithful to this um, to this broadcast. And so, I want to personally thank you from my heart to yours for taking the time. I understand there's many things to do, so thank you for taking the time to join us. And even those who listen to the broadcast and replay it and then share it with others, it is a blessing. And I'm excited for the fact that we are operating in kingdom authority or we actually want to learn how to operate in kingdom authority or we have a search for operating in kingdom authority. I'm telling you, these are the days when we absolutely need to take authority in our lives over the enemy in the kingdom of God to operate to a standard that's not subpar, but that is a high standard in the body of Christ. And it is is a journey, and I get that, and there's all kinds of tools to do that. And this is just one of the tools to help you to take authority, to operate and power in your sphere of influence. So we're excited on tonight to have you join us. I see you coming on. Invite your friends. Have them call in. Number is 646-668-2413. Once again, 646 I want you to know we are talking – about marriages that last. I have received so many different text messages, instant messages, um, many different avenues of talking about this particular broadcast and a couple of other broadcasts before, and this topic in particular. And I want to continue to do this topic until God says different. I now have more people who want to share about their marriage and tools about their marriage. And I'm telling you, when God tells you to do something, it is critical for you to do it. It is critical for you to make sure that you tap into what God says, know that it's him, move forward in spite of the obstacles, in spite of the tests, in spite of the pain, and in spite of the ridicule. So move forward as God tells you to. You will be blessed. I guarantee you. You'll be blessed and you receive what God needs for you to receive, if nothing else. I thank you so much for joining us on tonight. Marriage is that last is our topic, and we have some wonderful guests on tonight, and we're going to share some things about marriage. The entity of marriage, not necessarily their personal marriage, but the entity of marriage and some tools and on how to make it in the body of Christ. We want to have an impact on marriages the, sustaining the divorce rate going down. There hopefully eventually will not be any divorce in the body of Christ. We are concerned that we stay together. As God has told us to stay together, you do know God said it's not good for man to be alone, and so he made him a help me. What a wonderful God that we serve, that he would think enough about you, man, to make you, woman man, a good thing, your precious thing, the cutie pie. You Let me tell you something. It is a blessing to have a wife and also there's some things that we're going to learn tonight. It is also a test of how you act and also are, um, are looked at, revealed while you're mar- revealed of how your character is in marriage as well. And we'll talk about a couple of things on tonight or maybe next week. I think if the Lord says the same, we'll get to it tonight. Let's pray just for one moment or two and just pray for marriages and pray for this broadcast and pray for the guests that are coming up. Father, In the name of Jesus, you are such a great God. Hallowed be your name. We honor you on this evening. You are the great God. You are a good, good Father. You are Elohim and you're El Shaddai. You are definitely the God that is more than us. God, you are the almighty God, everlasting Father, and we say thank you for who you are, first of all. Before we ask for anything, we glorify your name. The name of Jesus is high and lifted up, Worthy to be praised And we give all glory to God The Father, the God of God We acknowledge the fact That if it wasn't for you We wouldn't have our daily bread So God thank you for our daily bread Thank you for giving us life on today And Father we ask for forgiveness Of our sins And God help us to forgive others Who trespass against us In the name of Jesus Right now we lift up marriages Husbands and wives God So many are going through, I'm receiving email after email, Father, about people going through, coming and calling me, God. They're meeting me up somewhere, and they're talking about how they're struggling. And, Father, thank you that this is an opportunity for me to learn, even in my own, God, in my own life, to learn just what you want In the marriage And so God thank you We lift them up high above the earth God The situation God That we will act according to your will According to the Bible We will respond To situations and marriages Father the way you say to respond And God You say you hate divorce But you've given us the out Because we're so bad And we complain too much But Lord you hate divorce and so right now, in the name of Jesus, those who may be listening that are single, I pray that they will seek your faith, God, on what to do, how to do it, where to go, who to go and with, God, in the name of Jesus, and to make the right decisions and choices based on your word and based on your will. Now, God, I cover husbands right now in the name of Jesus as they have to do the things that they need, and the wives, God, as they have to do the things they are to do, In for the family I pray God Intimacy An increase in intimacy An increase in communication An increase oh God In fellowship An increase oh God In a desire for one another In the name of Jesus And we honor and bless you On this evening You're a great God And you're worthy to be praised Now God we pray for our guests That are to come on Thank you for their lives Thank you for what they've gone through in life Thank you, O oh God, for their families. Thank you, O oh God, for health. Thank you for strength. Thank you for success. Thank you for even failures, God. And we honor you, Lord, for every trial test, every success, high place and low place, so that, God, you get the glory out of their lives in the name of Jesus. And I believe you have. And we cover them, God, as they speak truth, as they speak truth, God, and not just opinions, but truth, God, in the name of Jesus. We honor you bless you. Amen, amen. I thank God for that on tonight. I'm telling you, we have a couple on tonight that I believe operate in kingdom authority. You can say I'm biased. I don't care what you say. I just believe that, and I'm excited about the fact to have them on tonight. I want to read a couple of quotes before we go into this wonderful, wonderful time for the next probably 45 minutes or so, and I want to read this quote. It says, the real act of marriage takes place in the heart, not in the ballroom or church or synagogue. It's a choice you make, not just on your wedding day, but over and over again. And that choice is reflected in the way you treat your husband or wife. Let me say this again. The real act of marriage takes place in the heart, not in the ballroom or church or synagogue. It's a choice you make not just on your wedding day, but over and over again. And that choice is reflected in the way you treat your husband or wife. That's from a a woman called Barbara DeAngelis. And I, I tell you, it's the truth. It takes place in the heart. What you decide to do from your heart will overflow into your marriage and how you treat your spouse. If you decide in your heart that you don't want to do it, guess what, it will not be done. And you have to do this over and over again. It's not about the wedding. The wedding is beautiful, but ultimately, and I read some stats a couple weeks ago and told the people of God how in studies when you spend more on the wedding, statistically speaking, the marriage suffers more. So it's not about how much you spend to show your love. It's about what your heart says while you're in the marriage or what you dedicate yourself to or how you put Christ Jesus in the middle of that marriage so that there's a three person there's three people in the marriage. I want you to understand that it is important to understand you do not have to go all over the wedding. It's beautiful, but if you really want to show your love to your husband or your wife, stay in the race. Put your heart into it. Don't give up That is the critical thing Do not give up I will let you know It's not a race It is not about who comes out first It's about who endures Unto the end That's scripturally based as far as the Christian walk And I'll tell you The same goes forward in marriage And I will let you know on tonight. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you, and I'm praying for you. I'm praying that you will hang in there, that you will see God, if nothing else, that your character will be quickened, that your character will be changed, that you will grow in your character, that you will see God in a new way, that you begin to feel in a new way so that you can bring glory to God in spite of any situation and because of any situation, what a mighty God we serve. I'm telling you, he's great, he's awesome, and he's mighty, and he's strong, and he's loving. And so on tonight, I'm just happy that you're here with me. One more thing I want to make sure that you know, we have some great guests on tonight. I do want to read their bio and let you know a little bit about them and who they are and just what they stand for as well. And so we have a husband and wife team here on tonight. Um, I will tell you that they are the Joneses. And so if you want to keep up, you keep up with these Joneses, but as they follow Christ. <laughs> so we have on tonight we have on tonight, um, a couple who've been married for twenty five years this year. I think that is commendable. And they are the proud parents of two children, um, Elder Anthony has been a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, don't get this confused, y'all, of Jesus Christ for almost 28 years. And he is also a retired police officer of 26 years. Y'all better just give it up, first of all, being an officer for 26 years and a preacher for 28 years doing the officer's work. I'm telling you one thing, I'm praying for him. He is now county insurance agent, definitely praying for him now doing insurance. Dr. Jones, um, that's the wife, Dr. Jones, is a licensed professional counselor and has worked in the mental health field for over 25 years. These people are serving the community. They're serving people already. And so what an honor it is to serve in marriage, serve the community. She currently works full-time in public mental health and in her private practice part-time. Glory to God for that. Hey, somebody say private practice, entrepreneur. Hey, glory. All right. They both attended right, Sam glory. Houston State University. <laughs> they both attended Sam Houston State University, obtaining their respective degrees in criminal justice and psychology. Let me tell you, they're going to have justice and they're going to psych you out. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: they are members of the Word of Restoration International Church in Houston, Texas Y'all, I want you to give it up for Elder Anthony and Dr. Ia Jones Hey, hey how you doing?
2: <laughs>
1: All good, I'm excited to have y'all here tonight I know I'm at silly, but this is just me Y'all are excited me. too.
0: Yeah, well we're excited <laughs> to be here as well
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Just shout out to the people and just make sure they feel loved by you as well.
0: Well, good evening, everybody. I'm so glad that you guys have chosen to spend a few moments with us to talk about marriage tonight. We definitely want to give you guys some insight to how, as we approach our 25th year of marriage, how we wow. have made it, the things that we have gone through, and how we have put Christ as the head of our life and we know that once we hit twenty five years it's just a milestone. That's a long time to man, but you know, it has been it has gone by so fast because we've been loving on each other and enjoying one another the whole time and it's almost hard for us to believe that we've been married for twenty five years. Wow.
1: I'm <laughs> telling you it's fantastic. Well yeah. I okay, so thing that I wanna touch on um, you said it's hard to believe that's been 25 years, and I've heard so many people say it's been a long time, it's been a long road. But you say it in a different way, it's hard to believe it's yeah. been 25 years. Talk, yeah, you gotta help yeah. us. You gotta help us with that because not many people say well, that that way.
0: Well, the reason why I say that is, is because um, we we just enjoyed this from day one and we have made it a point to be one another's friend uh one another first. yeah first. friend first uh one another we are confident we are you know spending time with one another sharing laughter and joy and tears and just loving on each other from day 1 so when you are are happy and you're you're sharing with each other no secrets here uh, and you're loving on one another and then sharing and spending time with each other and enjoying one another's company, the time goes by fast. And, I mean, it's, it's amazing that we've turned around and we look up and we're a month away from 25 years and we have two kids and we've advanced in our careers and, and moving to second careers now. And, I mean, God has just been faithful and he's just been so good to us and we are just thankful for that. So a lot of people – you know, they go through their marriage and, yeah, five years could be a long time for somebody that you're not supposed to be with. Right. Right. You know, a five, year, five years can be a long time for somebody that you're not spiritually in tune with. Right.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And when you have those type of circumstances in your marriage, then, yeah, one month can be a long time for you. <laughs>
1: right. Yep. And I agree with that because, like you said, in your – statement that you read before you started by, I think it was Barbara somebody, Yes, uh when she talks about the the marriage is not just the wedding day. I think it's a misconception with a lot of people that are getting married nowadays that it really is all about the wedding and who you can impress (laughs) uh, with how much you spend and whatnot and what the dresses look like and you know, the pictures and all of the right. decorations and all of it. But really right. and truly, it's not the wedding day every day. This has gone by really fast. It's been a great ride so far, and we're looking to the forward to the next few years uh, or many years that we have together. Uh, but every day is not the wedding day, and that is the reality. And I think people kind of get stuck in a fantasy of what they feel like marriage should be like but the reality is it's work every day you have to be up for marriage every day because it's a job outside of your regular eight to five you know what talk about that because a lot of people don't want to hear that it's a job that there's work to put in and you said i mean y'all been doing this for almost 25 years right Mhm. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, talk about that job. What are some things that people can look for? I have, um, we did single ladies, um, li- living saved last month, and I'm telling mm-hmm. you, people are still requesting that particular broadcast, those two broadcasts, and one in particular, and they're still asking to do that again. But I, the Lord said to concentrate on marriages right now. And so they're asking me about these different things, and they'll probably tap in and listen to it. Even gentlemen are listening to it. So talk about Mm -hmm. um, the job, the day-to-day job. Well, the day-to-day job is communication. You don't feel like talking all of the time, but the reality is you have to communicate. We have children. We have to talk about what we're going to do with them, Uh, whether it's financially or the food they're going to eat, or if we're taking a trip, what do we need for them? So it's constant communication about that. It's constant um, give and take. You're not making decisions for just yourself anymore. Uh, If I want to have a girls' night, I can't just say, yes, I'm going to go. And my husband can tell you, I'll be like, okay, well, so-and-so, you know, they want to do this on this night, on this date, you know, Is it possible? Do you have anything going on? Do we have something going on with the family? Yay or nay depends on what my response will be to the girls. And that's okay. Some people get upset about that who are, you know, girlfriends might get upset or whatever. But the reality is for us, and I believe it should be for all, is marriage should be your first ministry. Um, If I don't get to go to participate in the choir uh, on a regular basis because I'm doing something with, with my family, then I feel like God is pleased with that because I'm putting my family first. Amen. And if I can't commit and do it wholeheartedly, a role, I'm talking about a role as a church, such as being a choir member, then I'm not going to do it at that time. I'm just gonna focus on what I need to do at my at my home because if my family is taken care of, then I'm good, and I feel like God is pleased with that uh Society as a whole um the family unit is breaking down or broken down, and so I feel like it starts with marriage and us being a model for our children in the way we communicate, in the way we raise them, train up a child in the way that he should go, that's the word, and he will not depart from it. So if I I am doing or taking care of that responsibility of ministry, then I feel like I'm doing my part for society. So if other people can see that younger couples that are younger in marriage than 25 years, young women who are out there and can see me as a person who is who's been married twenty five years and if I can answer questions for them as single women right now then I feel like that's a part of my ministry and that's a part of my calling
0: too. Mm.
1: Elder Anthony anything to say on that?
0: Yeah and and one thing about about uh she my wife she spoke about how uh everybody talks about and- and and prepares for the wedding and and they spend thousands and thousands of dollars for the wedding so that family and friends and and people that you know that come to the wedding can be quote unquote impressed and 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 feel like that that's your that's your moment and I've talked to many couples in the past where you know once once the once the man says, "Hey, will you marry me?" and she says, "Yes, when that moment happens, everything changes then because you have to then begin to prepare for a wedding, and preparing for a wedding consumes your life it it consumes your time and it consumes your life and then for the year or however long you're preparing for this wedding. The only thing you and your your mate are talking about is the wedding and 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 finding ways to pay for the wedding and doing who's going to sing this and what caterer are you going to have. And you're doing all of these things to prepare for the uh, wedding, and then you have the wedding, and it's a beautiful ceremony. And then you go on your honeymoon or if you don't go on a honeymoon, but after you get done with the wedding, it's just the two of you after that. And so you've had all of these things that you've gotten prepared for for the last year to get ready for this beautiful wedding, and then after that you didn't prepare for the marriage because once the wedding is over, then comes the marriage. That's where the work is going to have to begin. And if the only yeah. thing you've done, if the only thing you've done prior to your wedding is to prepare for the wedding. Then you didn't prepare for the marriage, and now you've got to deal with issues in the marriage that you did wow. not prepare for, and so now wow. you start behind the eight ball in the marriage financially because you put yourself out for the wedding, and then now it's just it's just the two of you who have to look at each other and 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 deal with each other after everybody else has thrown the rice and left the gifts and they gone. <laughs> and y'all better
1: be friends because they're looking at you. Just looking at each other will not work. Will not work. It'll work. It'll work. <laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> I said, and you better be friends already because they're just looking at each other. Once the once the wedding is over, will not work. That's not going to sustain your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. It's so true.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and let if me say so, this, the, the, there yeah. there, are, there are many people who say, you know, different things about marriage. Marriages, people, people that you marry, when you marry that person, you're marrying them with the intent to be with them for a lifetime. Right. They are going to change. And changes happen pretty immediately. And you have mm-hmm. to be spiritually prepared and mentally prepared to deal with that. The same person that came down the aisle to me is not the same person that I'm with today, 25 years later. She has evolved. She has grown. I have evolved and grown. And so, no, I married her on that day, but she's not that same person that came down the aisle to me. And I have to be ready for that.
1: That's good stuff. So let me just ask you guys, give me the brief story of how you all met and decided to get married.
0: Well, uh, we met in college. Uh there was a uh I was the the choir director for a gospel ministry that we had on the campus at Sam Houston. And she uh, was a, I was a, I guess it was my last year, right? Yeah. So. It was my last year as the choir director and it was her first year coming in as a student. And uh she came in as a member of the choir, sung in my alto section, did a very good job too, I must add. Well, thank you. <laughs> And uh, but I also at the time I was hosting a uh, a Christian radio station. I was playing gospel music on Sunday uh, in Huntsville, Texas, and she started calling uh, the radio station on Sunday evenings, requesting uh, for me to play songs. And she wanted me to play these songs by the Williams brothers and all these, all these old, what I consider old and quartet, quartet music. music. And I was like, this girl, that's not my audience. <laughs> and uh, we just started, yeah, we just started having conversation uh, over the phone while I was at the radio station and, you know then i would see her at choir rehearsal and we just started kind of just liking each other and started talking and long story short uh we dated for while i was there and then i graduated and while while i after i graduated i joined the police department and i wasn't with her at that time we had broken up uh and i was in the police academy at the time and i was but three or four months into the police academy, maybe four or five months into the police academy. And I was on the phone uh, one day with one of the, my prayer partners from school, a young lady that I uh, uh, had been praying with for years. And I was telling her, Look, I'm in the police academy and I don't, have a, I don't have a girlfriend and I'm tired, I'm frustrated, and I know this is not what God wants me to do with my life. And I just can't be out here, just out here in the wilderness. I need a I need a woman of God in my life, <laughs> and so yeah, and so she was like, "Well, do you do you have you met her? Do you know who she is? I mean, you know, she's like, has God you know showed her to you?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's it's Ia Ia, jo- Ia Anderson from Sam Houston, but we broke up a few months ago," and she was like, "Boy, you better go get your woman,"
2: <laughs> and he came. <laughs> yes. He called me and,
0: Yeah, And I called her And the rest is history <laughs> Pretty much
1: Wow <laughs> Yeah I, and, I love it And he was talking about um, People getting together and, and you knowing That that's not the one for you And it makes the marriage hard uh, When he called And he came down and we started kind of dating again. And I remember my roommate and I, and this was probably a few months in, but my roommate and I were talking and we were, we prayed in the same room, but individually. We prayed, you know, we were crying and just calling out to the Lord and, you know, praying and asking and seeking God for that. On whether or not this was the right person uh, for each of us individually, because she had a, a boyfriend at the time. Um, and when I got up, I had my answer, and it was Anthony Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, <laughs> um, Not wait a minute! I didn't even know this.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's how we got together. Okay. hmm.
1: You know so I mean? I want after out there that, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so after that, I guess maybe a year or so later,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he asked me to marry him, and here we are, and here you are, twenty five, <laughs> almost twenty five years and two kids later. Look at God! What a what Look a, a wonderful God! Yes, he is. <laughs> Oh wow. So, let me let's let's move on while talking about the marriage and um almost 25 years later, what role do you all play in each other's lives like to help you through challenges? Well, for me, he's a great supporter uh and encourager. So if I'm feeling frustrated about my job or whatever the case may be, uh, I can come and tell him what's going on, fuss about <laughs> whatever's going on. And, uh, you know, he's just a really great encourager, and he always has been. Um, I remember, though, one time, probably earlier this year, I was really frustrated, and I talked to him and he was just like my cheerleader, just like, girl, you a woman of God. You got this. And, you know, just other things that he said. And I was like, okay, you right. You right I am. Okay, I, I do have this. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so what about for you, Anthony?
0: Yeah. For for me, she's always been um, – uh, Strength to me. Uh, I there's a there's a difference when you when you and I prior to da- prior to dating her, I dated other women of course, and there's a difference when when you know you have a strong woman, and not only is she you know uh, spiritually strong, but she is in the sense of what we call in the world just a strong woman to to help maintain you and build you up. You know, when I was doing my 26 years as a police officer being out there on the streets of Houston, those were some dangerous times for me. But knowing that I had, you know, a woman that I knew that when I left the house, she was praying hard for me. She was praying for me. She was covering me. Uh, when, When we had kids, I didn't have to worry about, you know, what she was doing with the kids. I knew she was building them up. And covering them. And so she's always been strength for me and always has been, you know, somebody that I can lean on, you know, because even as a man, and that's one of the things that men have to try to understand and get away from because we try to act like we can, we got it together all the time. Well, no, we don't have it together all the time. And there are sometimes and many times that that's why she's your help meet to help you and strengthen you, not just people think of help meet as being. Somebody just there to help you pay the bills and raise kids. Oh, it goes way beyond that. She's there for many other things as well.
1: And so that is so important for, you know, I ask that question because many people don't know um, the role that their spouse plays. And I think if people would acknowledge and say more what that role is, there'll be more um commitment one to another because you'll you'll realize there's a need in each other's lives for that person. And God created that. That's not a bad thing. Right. That doesn't mean that right, you're exactly. God. It just means that you're honoring, acknowledging who that person is in your life for this season of your life. And that could be a that could be until death. It should be unto death. But you know um, for your season of life, once you marry, that is unto death. And people need to acknowledge that. So it's, I ask that question because it is critical um, for those who are listening to know what role that person plays in your life so you don't think they're just an average person in your life. Right, right. <laughs> so they're not, you know. Right. Um, so, so what are some challenges that those who may be listening to can look forward to overcoming together, because I don't want people to think that you go into a marriage and you've already said it's a daily job, you know, it's a daily, you have to work at this, I'm not sure it's a job, you have to work at it. What are some challenges, though, that those who may be listening can look forward to overcoming together? Yeah, yeah. I feel like one is forgiveness. Sometimes forgiveness is hard for people. In general, and in a marriage, one of the things that you have to understand is that you will argue, and that is not the end of the world. If you're around somebody for any good amount of time, you're going to have a disagreement, and it is not the end of the world. You're going to have a ton of disagreements in a marriage, and it may be some issues that you all have. Sometimes you just have to agree to disagree because you'll never see eye to eye on some things, some things you'll agree about, some things you'll compromise on. But Colossians three and 13 says forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. So you have to learn how to, I say compartmentalize and forgive and and forget. Because if you don't, then those things build resentment. And we've all heard the saying, familiarity breeds contempt. And that can oh, be true. true. But when I say you have to be up to work on a marriage every day, that's what I mean is when contempt is trying to inch its way in then you have to say, okay, this is the person that I chose to be my life partner. So I might have just said something that was out of the way to him. And then, you know, I have to go back and I have to smile, give him a hug, kiss, or whatever, and make sure that he knows, okay, yeah, I, that I understand that, you know, that wasn't the right thing to say and I'm coming back to make it right. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Did you want to add to that, yeah. Elder Anthony?
0: Yeah, uh, and you know, one of the things that I always tell, and I'm and I'm gonna, I'm going to try to keep it practical for you right now, is, is that is one of the things that I touched on earlier, as far as a challenge for marriage. Uh, if you you have to, if, if, if many people have to understand that they have to look at their marriage and you got a lot of people out there who um, they're very good at what they do as far as their career is concerned, but they're horrible with their relationships and like, especially and with their marriage. And if you, if you're good at your job, you should be good at you. You should find a way to be good at your marriage. I, I, I know people who can go and, and, Take a business, take a business plan and design a business plan from the the beginning to the end and, and can create a business and run a successful business. Well, guess what? You need to create a marriage plan as well. That's right. Take your sit down with your spouse and create a marriage plan. How are we going to conduct ourselves in this marriage? We have goals that we want to reach. What are we going to do to reach those goals? How are we going to reach those goals? what methods are we going to reach those goals what's my role in reaching those goals the same way you do uh, the same way you're successful in other ways you need to be you need to find out those ways to be successful in your marriage so you can't have long-term goals as an individual and not have the approval of your spouse in the marriage because that wow. that that that's, that's going to bring about problems When she wanted to go and get her her master's and her Ph.D. and further educate herself, she couldn't do that without me saying that it was okay because we had a marriage planned, we had kids and all of that stuff, and those are responsibilities that both of us have as a spouse, as husband and wife, but you can't just go run off and go to school and not get approval from me to do it. It sounds weird to get approval, but...
1: That's the reality. That's
0: the reality of marriage because
1: by somebody
0: being away doing something else, you're away from your spouse. You're away from your family, and that causes stress on the marriage. So people have to – go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Let me tell you how powerful that is. And so, so many people don't realize that. And I'm going to tell you, I struggled with that early in the marriage, just doing whatever, and, and my right. previous marriage as well. And so many people need to know it is okay. It's not because you're weak that you, that you have a discussion about what to do and maybe you have to put it on hold. Exactly. That shows strength. Right. It shows that there's love in the hat. And we, the world right. has that twisted because it tells you do what you want to do. It's your thing, you know. That type of thing, that's the yeah. old saying, I get it, but that's the world that we live in lovers of themselves, right? But God has not right. called us to be lovers of ourselves in marriage. Matter of fact, it won't work,
0: right? It won't. Mm-mm. You become a lover of yourself, you're gonna be by yourself.
1: <laughs> I. You know where I'm gonna <laughs> keep that, and I'm probably gonna put it on the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You you're not in a partnership if you're just making decisions on your own. You're you're a sole proprietor.
2: Exactly. If
1: you're in if you're making decisions on yourself and you're supposed to be in a marriage. Wow. 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 So speaking of that, how yeah. have you how have you all changed as a result of being married? I think I'm stronger uh spiritually. I think I'm stronger as a person. Uh, because my hats changed. Previously, it was just about me, and I could just kind of move around and do what I wanted to do. But in a marriage, of course, you have other people to think about. Like I said, you know, the children, what they were doing, what their schedules were, um, what his schedule was. When we started out uh, in our marriage, he was working the night shift. And I was working the night shift as well. When we had our first child, I was working day shift. He was working night shift. So it worked out well that our child didn't have to go to daycare uh, initially um, for a few years. So, But those are things that we talked about, too, because his job was more flexible and at times even now is than – if our younger one is sick, then he can go pick him up from school or vice versa. It just depends on what's going on. Uh, and it's just all about going back to communication. If you don't communicate, it's just going to be chaos. And it's a, you have to remember that it's a partnership. It's both of you working together, making sure that your unit, whether it's just the two of you or you and children, is solid. You have the foundation of Jesus, okay. and that you just communicate. You cannot do it by yourself. If you're having um, a three-legged race with your partner, you can't have it with two legs. <laughs> you 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 need your third leg, oh, wow. and you cannot do it you You and your partner have to determine that how that third leg is going to work right
2: That's yours it.
1: can't be going backwards and theirs going forward right you have to it's teamwork it has right. to be if it's going to be successful and again, you know we don't have a perfect marriage. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have times where you disagree about things and you argue about things and you do an eye roll or you, you know, say (laughs) something crazy to them sometimes. But that does not mean that your marriage is over just because you have an argument. And you might have a big argument. And you might say some things that you don't mean in the heat of the moment. But you have to be adult enough to come back and say, okay, I was wrong or whatever the case may be so that you can work it out and you can move forward. And like I said, it might be some issues that you thought you dealt with. Those same issues may come back up a few months, a few years later. And you like, well, why am I dealing with this again? I thought we dealt with that way back when. But that's not always the case. You got a whole lot of things coming into the marriage, how the person was raised, what environment they were in, the experiences they had in other relationships before you met them and, and they were in a relationship with you. So all of those things, generational curses, you have all of these things that you're dealing with uh, individually and you're trying to make that work in a marriage and it's no way for you to do that. It's no way without Jesus in the center and without you as an individual saying, okay, this is the life partner that I said yes to, or this is the life partner that I asked to marry me. And like my husband said, when you go into it, you go into a marriage saying, this is going to be my life partner. I want to grow old with this one person. You need to make sure that Christ is a Christ centered marriage. Before you go into it And you need to make sure that you pray And you you know that you know the voice of the Lord And you get an answer from him Telling you That this is the person that you should be with Elder Anthony
0: Yes ma'am um,
1: Anything on that?
0: yeah I mean she pretty, she pretty much summed it up uh you know extremely well because um people people have to understand that uh in relationships it, it's going to change you're not going to be the same people that you that you that you married in the beginning your your personality's going to change your life is going to change and so if you continue to keep Christ as the center of your marriage and at, during that growth you two will grow together spiritually as well as uh, you'll grow together in your marriage, and that will bring you closer together, keeping Christ as the center and keeping the comm- lines of communication open. Any challenges that you have, you can overcome them. You can overcome any of them with Christ as your, as your lead. Mm-hmm. But when, pe- when, you, when you know that God has given you this woman, as a man, you went out and, and sought this woman out, and got on your knees and asked her to marry you. You have to remember that that's the woman that you asked God to send for you to help you find. And and once you found her, you can't take God out of the out of out of the marriage. Then, and that's where a lot of even Christian marriages, that's where a lot of Christian marriages fail because they leave God out of it. They've gotten married and. Uh, times has gotten hard. Circumstances have changed, and rather than go to Christ, they go to the world. Go to their girlfriends and they and their male friends, and, mm-hmm. and they listening to uh, some somebody on the television who don't even know who the Lord is. And you check their record, and they got three or four divorces, and they trying to tell you how to stay married when your divorce is supposed to, when your marriage is supposed to be a kingdom marriage. Kingdom marriages right. are different from world marriages. You have somebody to go to when you're struggling in your marriage. You have an advocate. His name is the Father, Jesus. You go to him in prayer. Go to him in guidance. You should have some spiritual leaders in your life, a pastor and his wife, another couple or something that are spiritual leaders in your life, examples for you to go to when you're dealing with circumstances in your marriage. And I always say, and this is one of the things I always like to tell people, and I, I do this on a probably daily basis. I always remember, and she she don't even know this, but I always, anytime she and I are dealing with anything, and like she said, we don't have a perfect marriage. Sometimes we upset with each other, want to spend some time apart from each other. I always remember her look when she came down the aisle and how that moment made me feel. And every time we are struggling or dealing with something, when I remember that moment, I know that the fight for my marriage is worth it. Wow.
1: I think you just yeah. got some kudos points. I feel ministry about to happen tonight.
2: <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
0: Because I remember that. My best friend my best friend and my best man were standing behind me when she when they opened up the doors for her to come down the aisle. And all he could say was "Wow." That's what he said. He he, <laughs> he 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 was behind me, and he said "Wow." And when I saw her, all I could say was "Wow." And I've been in a wild state ever since then. And wow. like I said, when we're yeah. we dealing with stuff, I remember that when she came down the aisle. And it sounds so small, but you got to find something to hang on to, and something mm. to fight for. Something mm-hmm. to fight for. You know?
1: My goodness. Can you say that again? Something to fight for. Let me tell you, many people do not fight in the marriage. Mm. Many people. And I oh my goodness. I um and, and I'ma tell you, I was one of those. Because I'm like, oh, I can do I can do bad for myself. But that was such a work. And I'm a minister, reverend, ordained, yeah, and thought that's that a movie. you
2: understand.
1: <laughs> let me tell you, that's, that's a, a movie, movie. <laughs> and it's a movement in the world. And but that right. is not of God. That is not of no, God. Yeah. No. Amen. No. Amen. Mm, that was no. good. Yeah, I think ministry got to go forth. You know. Yeah. So let me. Right. I know we gotta keep get ready to wrap it up and I'm so sorry, but this is so good and I believe that this is going to bless some people out there because you're not talking just to be talking, you're talking from experience and you're also talking from a I think a um professional position as well. Is that am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So let me yes. ask you this. Yes. What impact should Christian marriages have on this world? Because we're talking about kingdom authority. What impact should Christian marriages have on this world?
0: We we've got to be the we've got to be the example.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've got to be the leaders, and we as Christian Christians that who are married to one another have to be the examples for the world to see. Not only just, and many times we think that our ministry is. is is regulated to the four walls of the church.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: no, there your neighbors are watching you, mm-hmm. your friends are watching you, your 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 Facebook friends, your Twitter friends, Instagram friends, they all watching you. And so as the as, as a Christian, and we proclaim to have God in our lives, and that He is our our uh, leader and our uh, our master and our and our Savior. So we have to show the world how a marriage is supposed to go. And, and, and there are biblical scriptures that teach you uh, how your marriage is supposed to go. We have to we have to show them that uh, Christ is first in our life. And as a man, uh, I have to love my wife literally as Christ loved the church. How can I say that I love God? And how can I say that I love my church and, and not just the physical building of the church itself, but just love Christ as the church and not have unconditional love for my wife? And I'm loving Christ Jesus Christ, someone I've never seen, but I see my wow. wife every day, and I can't love her like I love Christ the church. I've wow. got to love her. I've got to love her every day because I see her just like I love the Lord. And if I proclaim to be a man of God, opening up the scriptures and being a witness and teaching people God's word, I have to love him unconditionally to do that. And and I can't have love I can't have more love for someone outside of my home and don't have that same love or even a more powerful and stronger love for somebody that I am in a covenant with and raising a family with. Have to love her more.
1: Woo Say that again, bro. I
0: have to love her. I have if 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 I am bound if I if I'm a man of God and I'm supposed to love my wife as Christ loved the church, then I can't I, I'm not gonna quit Now, I can tell you this as a man of God. I'm not going to quit on God. Anything that I am dealing with, going through, I'm not going to quit on his word. I'm not going to quit on his blessings. I'm not going to quit on him. So why would I quit on my wife? Why would I give up on her? I'm not going to give up on God. It's more than a song. You have to love this woman that God has placed you with.
1: What do you think about that,
2: Ea? (laughs) I agree
1: wholeheartedly And I also agree um, that an impact that Christian marriages have on the world Is the affirmation of the family unit As I said previously, it's so broken down And we have so many divorces Um, You know, you talked about the increased divorce rate Especially in the body of Christ it's just an affirmation of the family unit when other people can see that there are marriages that can last for more than five years or two years or a few months before it's annulled, um, and raising our kids in that atmosphere uh, so that they can see so they that they can see our communication. And the good and the bad communication because they need to understand that just because you have an argument with someone or just because you you don't agree with somebody about something doesn't mean that you give up on the relationship that you have with that person, that you still stick it out. <clears throat> and, you know, the younger one will say, well, you know, you said this or whatever, and I'm like, okay, well, but you see that your dad and I are still together. We love each other, and, yes, we're going to have disagreements sometimes. That does not mean that we're going to break up because we have a disagreement. Right. So that's important for him to see because that's modeling for his relationship as he gets older Uh uh That he can understand that that no relationship is perfect because it's not. Mm-mm.
0: Exactly. Oh, I love
2: it. Yeah. So, I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we have to be. We we have to be uh, uh, spiritually led. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. it has to be a, a daily occurrence in your life that you're seeking God together, and and also individually for your marriage and for direction in your marriage, for direction in your family. It it, it it's it, it's. Unbelievable to me at times and I know that that so many people have so many successes in so many other ministries you know they have you, you, you large congregations and 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 singing groups that are strong and and they travel the world and they minister, but they can't keep a relationship with one individual lord how that 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 It happens all the time, but people need to understand that when you place – when you place uh, – when you get in a covenant with somebody, just like you're in a covenant with the church, when you get in a covenant with someone individually, you have to honor that, and you have to work at that, and it comes with good and bad, ups mm-hmm. and downs, and when you in that covenant, you fight for that, you fight. The good fight of faith, as they say, in the word of God. Fight that fight of faith. To hold on to what God has given you. And scripture says that let no what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. And many people when they hear that, they think of outside man. And yes, that's true. Don't let no other I'm not gonna let no other woman come in here, and she's not gonna let no other man come in here. But you know what? When, they, when, he, when he's speaking in terms of man, he's also talking about the man in you, because you wow. personally can put wow. a, can destroy your own marriage. You can put asunder what God has joined together in your own marriage. You can be the man okay. that is destroying what God has given you. Mm. So we have to we have to be we have to be together spiritually. We have to be together intimately and and many other things that you have to be together on. And all of those things, the focal point is building a relationship that is Christian based, Christ based and giving and and building the kingdom because churches build kingdoms through service to people, marriages, a husband and a wife, we build kingdoms through raising godly children and having them, continue to live for Christ and letting that pass down from generation to generation. Yes. Yes.
1: That's powerful. Yeah. Um That's powerful. And it's truth. That's yeah. truth. Y'all hear that? That is truth. I, um, it's once again, this is about kingdom authority and we want people to know that we have power even in marriage. We have power yes. Um, um, he, he said he's not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love yes. and of a sound mind, meaning self-discipline. So if we take that on in marriage, according to 2 Timothy 1, the seventh verse, if we take that on in marriage, we are, we cannot fail if we follow God's word. We cannot fail. I, there was something my pastor said last night, Pastor Demetrius Miles of Tucson Church International in Tucson, Arizona, and I will tell you, He said something that was so profound. We're talking about core values. And he was teaching the word of God, and he said, he's surprised, or something to this fact, that we get mad over something that's happened when it was the seed that we planted. So we get mad over the fruit, but it was the seed that was planted. I began to evaluate my life. And um, I often talk about this with my first cousins, and my mouth. And there's seeds that we plant, you know, and that's why we have to change. We have to get this tongue under control and understand that the power of life lies in the tongue. And so if we plant a certain seed in our marriage, I'm talking about me, I ain't talking about y'all. If we plant a seed in our marriage, you have to be ready for whatever fruit has to come for that seed. So I challenge us to plant the right seeds. Plant right. the right seeds in our marriage. And I'm right. going to stop there, but I, I want to give you all just a little bit of time. I'm I'm so key on what God has transitioned me into when it comes to this thing um, of sacred marriage. And so I want, if you have five minutes left in the world to tell your spouse what they mean to you, um, what would you say to to her and to him um, about choosing you to love and spend their life with, what would you say? Oh, I would say that I'm thankful, grateful that the Lord put me on his mind to choose as a mate.
0: Because
1: when I prayed and the Lord told me that he was the one I had no idea what our life would be like. Um, so I would just say that I'm thankful and I love him.
0: Oh, I love you too, darling.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness, I, I love it. <laughs> All right, Elder Anthony.
0: Wow, if I had five minutes left on earth to tell my wife. Yeah. Whew. Ah, wow. Uh, honestly, I'd probably be like, girl, you better pack your baskets. You know, you coming with me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
0: Lord. Yeah, yeah, you better pack your baskets. you coming with me. we in this thing all the way together. <laughs> help them, Lord Jesus. Help them.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I, no, I was probably, you know, I I would really um, um be it, man that's wild cuz it's so hard for me to think about life without her. You know? Wow. Uh, it, it it's just extremely difficult for me to ever think about life without her. So so giving me 5 minutes to say, you know, something to her before I leave this earth would be it, it i I just don't even know what to say because I can't imagine being without her I would like she said I would thank her for everything that she's done uh for me uh and and what she has meant to me in my life and my kids' life and my family's uh life because my family you know from day one adopted her like that like she was one of one of our own you know she she came mm-hmm. in and my mother loved her from the beginning, my sisters and my brothers. Aunties and uncles, everybody just love her from day one, and so I don't, I don't know. It's just that's that's a hard one for me because I can't imagine life without her. So she might need to pack. (laughs) (laughs) Lord have mercy.
1: Well, you agree agree with that too. I agree with that too. I can't imagine life without him. I mean, I don't even know.
0: Yeah, she's gonna have to get her stuff together. We (laughs) we going to the upper room together, baby. (laughs) Lord Jesus.
1: Do y'all hear this? I want listening audience. Do y'all hear this? <laughs> well, praise God. I want to, before we close out and say my last quote for the evening, is there anything else you would like to share for our, with our listening audience? And then once you get done, um, either both of you or one of you are sharing. Once you get done, can either one of you um, pray or both pray? And we want to pray for um, marriages, sacred marriage. We want to pray for it lasting. Um, we want to pray for those who are struggling and not sure, you know how they're going to make it, and they're 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 trying. Um, and so if, I'm going to have you all pray after you share.
0: Yeah, I just want to tell uh, uh, the 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 single young ladies out there who may be listening, uh, be in a place where you can be found. You know, get yourself ready to be found because there are many men. There are a lot of men out there who are looking for their, their, uh, you know, their their root. And, and be in a place where you can be found. Have your, have yourself together where you can be found. And don't give up. Men or women, people who are in marriages right now, don't give up so easily. Uh, don't quit so easily. Uh, remember the reasons why you got married, the reasons why you fell in love, the reasons why you proposed and said that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with this person. Remember those people doing hard times, doing tough times. Remember those reasons. And uh, don't give up on one another. Build each other up. Uh, You know, be one another's strength in times of weakness. And uh, cover each other. Make sure, you know, every, every morning before she leaves the house, she leaves before I do, she comes and she gives me a kiss before she leaves. And I always touch her. I always put these anointed hands that God has given me on my wife before she leaves. I, and that touch, that's the anointing that I am pouring from me into her as a covering when she leaves this house each day. You know, so Thank don't you. give up. Don't quit. Be out be out there. Be found. Relationships are out there. They fun when you give them the right one. They're exciting. They're really exciting.
1: Amen. (laughs) I don't think she has anything left to say. (laughs) Okay. Well, praise God, Can, um, can either one of you or both of you pray as we get ready to close?
0: All right, I'll pray. Yeah. Father, we come to you right now, Lord. Can we give your name the praise, the honor, and the glory for being who you are, being God and being the head of our lives. And, Father, we thank you for this opportunity to reach the masses, God, uh, talking about the kingdom authority and and what does it take to make a marriage last, Father. And we thank you, Father, for marriage right now, God, that you will honor marriage and that you will uh, bless marriage and that you will allow Christian couples to get together and be fruitful and multiply so that the love of Christ will last forever. Because you are love, Lord. You are our first love. And you have taught us, God, that through your word that we should express love for one another. And so, Father, as we come to tonight, Father, we ask that you would bless those who are listening, who may come across this broadcast, Lord, who are seeking uh, for marriage, who are seeking to even strengthen the one that they're in now. I, I feel in my spirit, God, that somebody is on the edge right now giving up on their marriage. But through this broadcast, Lord, you're going to give them a renewed, fresh anointing in the name of Jesus to continue to fight the good fight of faith for their marriage, Lord. And, Father, we ask, Lord, that you would bless them, God. Give them strength each day, Father, as they go about their lives, Father. And we ask that you would find the enemy that may come to try to seek and devour and destroy what God has put together. We come against the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. And, Father, we bless you, God, yes. too, you are yes, our God. head. And we magnify you and we lift you up, Lord. For we know that Father, in Jesus. all things are possible with you as our, as our center, God. And, Father, we ask that you would just continue to bless us and keep us, God. Bless those who are Father, listening. Somebody needs to know, God, that their marriage is not over and that Father, you have not given up on them and that their spouses and have not given up on them either. Fight for one another. Go to battle for one another because it's worth it, God, in the end, Father. And, Father, uh, so we bless you, we thank you, and we lift you up, God. Renew somebody's mind right now, God. Renew yes, their Lord. spirit right now, God. Give them a fresh start right now, Lord. They may have been married for years, Lord, but let this be the first day of their new marriage, God. That they are now putting you in the center of their marriage, God. And that everything that they do, God, that they are seeking your wisdom, seeking your knowledge, seeking your word, and standing on the authority that you've given them, God. That their marriage will succeed and not fail. We bless your name, God. We call those things not as though they were, God. Somebody has given up, but you are going to not let them give up today. You're not going to let them throw in the towel. They're going to get back in the race, God, that they may continue to run the race for you, Father, in their marriage and in their family. Let them be witnesses, God, witnesses to all that marriages can be struggling sometimes, but it can also be a joy. It can be exciting. It can be a blessing, and that it can have that smile on your face, God.
1: Hallelujah. And that
0: smile comes from the kingdom of God. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and we give you the praise, God, for that joy. In
1: Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen, amen, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for you both. I want you all to know this, this is Elder Anthony Jones and Dr. Ea Jones, and they have joined us on tonight on Kingdom Authority, Marriages That Last almost 25 years of marriage and two children and ministry and successes and some what we will call opportunities as well. So we're grateful that you both have joined us. I'm especially grateful um, that you both have joined us because I've watched you through the years, and so I know um, that you are a testament to what marriage Um, can and should look like. So I'm grateful to both of you. I just want to thank you again for um, joining us to my listening audience, um, praising God for kingdom authority. I'm going to leave you with this one last quote, Gary and Betsy um, Ricucci, and it's, One of the best wedding gifts God gave you was a full-length mirror called your spouse. Had there been a card attached, it would have said, here's to helping you discover what you're really like. Marriage will pull out of you what you're really like. And guess what? As Christians, we are disciples of Jesus Christ. We are to show the world that we are striving to be more like Christ. We're not perfect, but we are striving to be more like Christ and definitely in marriage. Until next week on Kingdom Authority and, you know, it's Daylight Savings, and so we'll be joining again at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time but 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time for my um, West Coast, People that keep dialing in, thank you very much. 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining. We'll make sure this is posted so you can hear this again or hear, share it with someone else. We're excited. Next week is going to be awesome. The word of God you've given me already for next week, and it's going to bless your heart. Amen. We should Amen. not have any gods before us. He's a jealous God and we're going to talk about that on next week. God bless you. Thank you so much to my guests. Love you.
0: (laughs) Thank you for
1: having us. Absolutely. Thank you for joining Human Authority. Good Good night. Good night.